He said, I'm just a nobody Trying to tell everybody About somebody Who can see Hello
who's singing, but they loud and they wrong, but they think they can sing and they want to be loud and sing over top of people. Right. Are those the people in the back row? Yes, we're gonna kick them on the back row. Okay, so y'all can come in because they gonna they gonna try and out sing whoever sing it, so they can be in the back row so can't nobody hear them. That's right, and those are the ones who don't usually have a mic. <laughs> I 
I, I was about to sing the words, but no, that ain't that ain't gospel. It no. just have a it just have a halo song. It just have. But when she played in the movie Fighting Temptations, did you like Fighting Temptations? I did. I did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great uh, gospel musical and movie. So I, I enjoyed now, it. Now I like a good Negro film. <laughs> <laughs> Not Negro. VIP seating. Not only am I going to get see, I would give Beyonce, Beyonce a VIP seating, and I would also give her some roses or a corsage. You know, I'm going to. You know how to. You know how when um it was this anniversary and first lady get a corsage, right? I'm, I'm not. I'm just going to also give her a corsage or something. You know, I'm going to give her a little flower too, because you done brought you done brought the queen in. We can't just let her sit on the front row just like you know. We got to give her something with. Okay. I okay, but the the Fighting Temptations movie, um, I like movies like that. I do too. I like 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 kind of movies like that. I don't, yeah, just just fun, good movies. Yeah. So she's okay. So she's going to do now. Now that we now we talking about her. Now some people want to. They don't want to let her in the church because they think she's the devil. What do you think about what people are saying about that? I think that everybody's got an opinion. I think that um, we don't know only that's between her and God. Um, I think some of the things that she does is a little controversial, but um, I don't think that we can judge, you know. Um, some of her lyrics and her songs are a little questionable. What's some questionable lyrics? Like, you want to drop it like a body. I can't drop it like a body, Rachel. You can with your husband. <laughs> I can drop it like a body right now. No, don't do that to me. <laughs> not with the girls. But, um, you know, I'm not going to stand in judgment. You know, we don't know anybody's heart. And even though she does some questionable things. What questionable things does she do? So do we. You know I mean? What's so, questionable? Well, just recently I saw her with a goat's head um, propped up on her head. The horns like the goat. And, you know, that could represent greatest of all, you know. Mm -hmm. And it could represent a satanic what do you think it represented? Um, I don't know. I'm still watching. Do you know that's one thing I like about art? And that's why my major and my, my, my scholarly research is um, in the humanities. Because really there are no right or wrong answers with that. It's up to interpretation. Right. It's all about perception. Yeah. So, and, and with that being said, that's why I leave it alone. Because everything is up like you said about perception right. and, and how you interpret things and um, and that sort of thing. I I I, I think um, there was this one person talking about you know she did all of this thing about the hive and all of these things and how it's a satanic cold and you know. When a witch has a coven, it's normally a small thing. Witches' covens are normally three to seven people. When it becomes thousands, it's called a hive. Y'all are part of that lady beehive? And you call yourself a Christian? May the dealings of the Lord come upon you. You think this is small stuff. You think you not going to that lady's concert is not an initiation. You think you not going to that concert is not a ritual. You think you not going to concert 
is not a gate. That entire concert is a gate. Anyway, um, she, um, she had a relationship with Beyonce before she got saved. Okay. So she's associating her pre-salvation relationship with Beyonce to what other people's experience with Beyonce is. You can't do that. Right. Because when you were listening to her, you was in the world. But that don't mean that saved people can't listen to her. Exactly. But that your association with her is associated with your contextual experience. Right. Right. It's two separate things. So, no, you probably don't want to listen to her because that represents something of of, of a past that maybe you want to dis- disassociate with and maybe that you have sanctified yourself from. Now, we should be sanctified, but we, we also live in the world, so we do need to be aware of different uh, music and different things around us so we won't be, like, in the dark, you know? Yeah, so you, yeah. I, 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 girl, I just, I just be like, girl, you real saved, girl. You only been saved 10 years. You ain't, you ain't even got your walking oh, shoes God. on good. You trying to tell me how to live this thing. I've been walking this morning. You know what I'm saying? I've been... Girl, I'm about to be I'm about to be weary of my well doing. She's trying to tell me I can't listen to Beyonce. I'm, I'm a season. What, what they call them? Seasoned saints. Season. You just got off the teething ring trying to tell me I'm not saved because I'm listening to Beyonce. I want you to get some years under your belt. Right, and it shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, some of her songs I was to some of. Them. Now this is this is the lady. Sorry, this is the lady that that made that comment that I'm addressing this okay. to. Now there's some other seasoned saints that. You got me. That that right. would, would probably agree with her, but they have that right too. Absolutely, because they've been walking a long time. Right. Now, I I go ahead. Well, what I was gonna say was, I think that she's a, a true artist. Yeah, she's a singer, a dancer, a actress, and she's a number of things. And I think sometimes um, some things can go a little further. You know, and be a little questionable, like the goat head and some of the lyrics. But I'm not gonna put her in hell. No, we're gonna put her on the front row of the concert. We're gonna put her on the front row. On the VIP. Yeah, she, she is who she is. She's a singer. She's a performer. And so I think that we need to get away from judging people. I mean, orange is the orange, the apple is the apple. But at the same time, I'm learning to get away from that. Yeah. And let God, let God be God. And people are gonna do what they wanna do. But I think we just need to celebrate, pray for one another, and encourage one another uh, to good works. I'm wondering when, when, when the saints, the saints be, um, be, be, be talking about whether or not she going to heaven, or whether or not she saved, or whether or not she all that. All I know for sure. Now this, this one thing I know. What you know, sis? <laughs> Tell it. Sis is going to heaven. I know I'm going to heaven. I don't have to. I don't doubt that. My my name has been signed. Oh, angels in heaven sign my name.
anyway, so okay, so we're welcomed in. We've we've done our introductions. We've put people on the back row. We've elevated some people to the front row. Beyonce, you said could get there. She's Yolanda the Adams, we get and, and Karen Clark. She. These are our bits for the week. Kiki. Okay, Kiki. Yeah, congratulations on your on your upcoming birth of your child. Hand claps. That's so exciting. And that is a super good segue. It is, it is. To what we're going to talk about today. Okay, let's go there. Rachel didn't even really know what we were going to talk about today. I just said we're just going to come in here and have a good time. But I want everybody to know your motherhood journey. Okay. So, so right now we're going to take a little bit of a praise break and we're going to come back. Holy Ghost! Feel me! Holy Ghost! Feel me, Holy Ghost. Feel me, everybody, grab your hands. All right, and we're back. Oh my goodness. Um, so are you having a good time? I am. I am. I'm enjoying myself. Okay, so. One thing that um, I, I like to also do on our podcast is have testimony service. All right. So this is going to be Women's Day ministry slash testimony service. When I look back over my life. And I see all the things God's done for me. Been through danger, heartache, and trouble. I thank the Lord. He's rescued me. So, um, <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, go ahead and talk to us and, and really get into the mic and, and really, you know, give us the volume that we want. Because we people are going to be on the edge of their seats to hear this, this testimony service that you have. Uh, and I'm going to let you start from wherever you want to start uh, your motherhood journey. Um, so, so take the people there. All right. So I um, was married, and I think it was about early in the marriage. I wanted to get have a baby or get pregnant, and so being married at the time to um, another Christian, um, me and my husband, we were talking about when we wanted to start working on starting a family. So I was thinking about 25 years old, that's a good age to start a family, and he was like, uh, let's wait till we're 30. And so when we turned 30, uh, we decided we wanted to pray for a baby. So I wanted a boy, he wanted a girl, and so we just decided we're just going to pray for a girl. Um, you know, and so God uh, began to show me uh, a little girl. One day I was in the mirror, putting on some mascara, and I saw in the mirror behind me a little girl. She's like she's about six or seven years old. And she says, Mommy, you look so pretty. And I, I turned around real fast, like, oh my God. And you know, am I just seeing things? 
but it was a vision. Yeah. It was a like they say an open vision. And nobody was there, but I saw her. And I can describe her to this day. But at that time, I hadn't gotten pregnant. And year after year after year, I never conceived. And by that time, I had been married at least 12 years. Wait a minute. Say that again, everybody. I had been married for at least 12 years. So 12 years of, of praying yes. about a baby, wanting a baby, wanting a baby trying, trying to have a baby. Trying and trying. I never, not one time conceived. I never had a miscarriage. I saw a little girl many years ago, early in my first or second year of marriage, but it seemed like she wasn't, it just didn't seem like she was going to ever get here or come to pass. I couldn't even get pregnant. I wasn't on birth control. I had never had a miscarriage. Nothing was happening. Well, let me just ask this because the saints are like, was you trying? I was trying and I was enjoying myself. <laughs> I mean, it was all good. It was all quiet as it's quiet as it's kept. It was all good. It was a wonderful experience, but it, I wasn't bringing forth any fruit. So no, let's talk no evidence. About, let's talk about how you were feeling during that time. Was there an effect on your marriage? How was he feeling? So take me through that. I think I was the one who was carrying the pain. Uh, I couldn't really see that he, you know, was disturbed or bothered by it. He said, you know, if we get pregnant, we do. If we don't, it's fine, as long as I got you. But as a woman, I think every woman longs to give birth. Every woman wants to have to bring forth a child from, you know, a relationship or something that belongs to you. Okay, let's 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 uh, let's quantify that differently and say most women. Most women or some women. Yeah, most women. Okay. You're right. Most women who is just uh, have a motherly nurturing uh, mm -hmm. personality about them and that I would describe myself in that manner. Um, I come from a household full of aunts in, in a big family, and I always wanted a child. I wanted a girl, wanted a boy, I wanted a family. And so growing up by myself, I, I wanted children. So um, in my heart, I became depressed because it just seemed like nothing was happening for me. And going year after year, experiencing Mother's Day, experiencing uh, other women with their families growing and, and seeing pictures and being at events, and I had nothing to show. Nothing to show that I could bring forth a child out of, out of my marriage or out of a relationship. And I had such a deep longing in my heart. It was so painful that when people would hug me, sometimes a tear, my eyes would just swell up with tears because Deep down on the inside, I was de depressed because I couldn't conceive. I felt barren. And so I began to think, God, what's wrong with me? You know, am, am I sick? Do I have a health problem? Uh, what is truly wrong with me? So I went through fertility testing and ran some tests. And it was painful, uncomfortable, slightly embarrassing. And when I finally uh, finished some of the tests, I sat down with a specialist and she told me, the doctor told me that you have a very low chance of getting pregnant. Um, she said that I had a polycystic ovary and it would be a slim chance for me to conceive. 
And when I left out of that meeting with her, I said, the devil is alive. Stop right there. Now. Stop right there. Mm-hmm. Stop right there. Because <laughs> sometimes, listen, sometimes the facts and the truth don't line up. Right. Right. I just want you to know so, that might be a fact. Right. But it's not true. Exactly. Go. Because we believe by faith that our faith can supersede the medical. You know, I just trusted God and I said, God, I'm going to take this medicine. And I took some fertility um, medicine to help me produce more eggs or, or to become more fertile. So I took that for about six or eight months. And I was having all these bad side effects. My head felt like it was expanding. My body temperature was hot. I just felt horrible. I felt terrible. I didn't feel like my normal self. And so, as I continued trying to, to get pregnant, it's just nothing was working. So, I decided to stop the medicine because I got frustrated. I said, I am tired of this and I'm not going to do this anymore. And, but in the back of my mind, I kept being mentally tormented by what the doctor said. Mm. And she was professional. She was good at what she did. She was highly sought after and recommended. But she gave me a bad report. What we call an evil report. It may have been a, a natural, a, it could have been a medical fact that I had a low um, fertility rate, however. But I know God is able. So I said, God, I'm going to stop this. And if I get pregnant, I want you to get the glory. I want you to get the glory out of this. Because I, I know you showed me a little girl. And I know you told me her name is going to be Shekinah. And so I just held on to my faith. I cried. I cried many, many years in silence. And I remember after I left her, I went back to my office at work. And I put my head down on my desk. And I boo-hooed and cried and cried and cried. I felt so defeated. But I said, the devil is a liar. And I just held on to my faith. And one time, I after by that 12th year, me and my husband at the time, we went on a 10-day vacation. And we went to the Bahamas, we went to Atlanta, Georgia, and we just had a great time. And I think at that moment, it was just a carefree experience with other couples, hanging out, having fun, and had a romantic evening, and boom, one night it just happened. And I think it was God's divine timing. Mm -hmm. One day, God did it. Ooh! One day, God just gave me something. Ooh! Ooh! And it was in God's timing. Stop. Praise break. <laughs> I wish I had a break. I just wish I had a break. Wish I had a break. Wish I had a break. Lord, I wish y'all felt the power of God. Gotta get the power back, girl. Listen, one day God did. One day God did. When he got ready to move, God moved on my behalf. And uh, I always read this story about Hannah. How she murmured under her lips and prayed to the Lord. And I said, God, if you give me this child, I'll give her back to you. And that's been my desire, my goal, to raise the child up to serve the Lord. Because God, in his word, he says that children are his inheritance. And that's what um, I wanted to give God the glory in that pregnancy. And it seemed like the devil fought me for so many years. But one day... God decided today is your day and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for you. Ooh. And he did. 
Girl, one day God did. And I thank you for it. <laughs> Listen. So he gave us a beautiful little girl, and her name is Shekinah. And Shekinah's name means the light or the glory of God. Mm -hmm. So I give him the praise for that. She is certainly a beautiful thank child. Thank you. Inside and outside. Thank you. Um, so if if you I'm I'm just thinking about that longing and that waiting. Right? And that whole waiting process, right? Now, how you talked a little bit about how um, you saw everybody else getting their blessing and their, their family babies. growing and their babies. Talk to me about when what people should say. Like what did people say to you? And what did you get tired of hearing? When when are y'all gonna have a baby? When are y'all gonna get what? What that like like that that conversation? I, I, I want to take a minute to educate some people on how to talk to other women, other couples, um, because you never know what they're going through. Right. So so take a minute and 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 share about that. Um, well, I believe I was around a lot of people who was really encouraging, and they said, you know, they said God's gonna do it. Uh, you just keep holding on. Y'all keep trying. And then there was another group of people that would say this particular thing that would just really bother me. Um, when they were talking about their kids as far as disciplining them and uh, whatever they were interacting with their child, and say, and if you spoke up, if I spoke up and said something, they would say, well, when you have a child, mm. you, you, you can raise them the way you want to. When you have a child, you'll know what I mean. When you when you have a baby, you know, then you let me know. Things like that. It was so painful. It was like a dagger, like throwing a dagger at someone. Girl, it hurt heart. me just hearing it just now. Ooh, it hurt so bad, and it fueled me with anger. Mm. And I couldn't say anything. What can you say to that? You can't say anything because you don't have. Like, remember, at, uh, remember that little story about Crystal Nail? And she said, honey, why you don't have? And I didn't have anything to contribute. I didn't have no clap back. I didn't have anything I could say other than I just had to eat that. Mm. I just had to sit there and eat crow. Mm. Because I was like a woman in waiting, waiting on God to move, waiting on God for my chance, mm. me and my family's chance. So I had to wait on God and let God prove himself. People don't even know when they're saying things how hurtful they could be. Because did the, the, the people who said that to you, did they know that you were having difficulty having a child? No. See, that's what I'm saying. No. See, that, that, that's what I'm saying. So you, somebody is saying to you, well, when you get you yours, then, then you can make a comment. Or you don't have one yet, so you can't say anything. And it's really not that easy, you know, as it seems. For some women, they're really, really fertile. Have no trouble. <laughs> is that your story? Is that your testimony society? Well, I mean. So for some women, they can just pop babies. Yeah. And, you know, and life appears to be just happy and fruitful and wonderful. Because you're having all these babies, beautiful babies. But when you're a woman and you don't have, it seems like water. Mm. You're so thirsty. And it seems like you're, the, you know, you're just hungry. You have such a emptiness inside. And that's the perfect word for uh, infertility is barrenness. 
you feel so empty and hollow. Mm. And I did, at least. And on Mother's Day, um, it was a time when um, a man of God, Pastor Cummins, late Pastor Larry Cummins, said to me, I was so sad. And I didn't even want to go to church on Mother's Day. I hated it because I wasn't a mother. Mm. He said to me, he says, uh, Rachel, you're a mother. Maybe not in the natural, but you got nieces. Don't you have nephews? Don't you have some child that you have spent time with or you took under your wing like a mother? If you're an auntie, if you're a godmother, you are a mother. And you have the ability to be a mother. He was talking about the mothering spirit. Mm. And boy, I felt like somebody that day. It changed everything for me. It changed my mental perception of myself. I am a mother. Whether I can produce in the natural or in the spiritual, I have a mothering, nurturing, loving spirit just like every other woman. So nothing is wrong with a woman who doesn't want to have kids. Um, I have friends that are married, happily married, and she said, well, we may not have any kids because we're kind of in our late 40s. He's in his 50s. And she says, I'm good with it. Mm. You know, I'm happy. I'm good. She says, I got nephews and nieces, and I love on them. Mm. So she has a mothering spirit. So she's still a mother. A mm. spiritual mother. Mm. So it made me feel like, it made me feel whole. Mm. Where I felt broken, that word spoke life into me and it, it just put me back together again. I am somebody. I am somebody's auntie. I'm somebody's godmother. I am somebody's big mama who looks over them like a mother in the community. Uh, like my next door neighbor. I love him and I look after him, so I'm somebody. And a lot of and, and that was validating. Mm-hmm. He validated my my feelings and my experience. So I thank God. I think that was God sending a message to me to let me know I'm still a woman and I have the potential to be a mother and I do have a mothering spirit. And so it made me whole that day. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I want to talk a little bit about, did you all consider, like, other options? Like, did you consider surrogacy or adoption or, like, were there other options or were you just like, God showed me this and this is what I'm going to do? Well, um, I will say that right before God decided, when you know, when God gets ready, they say, you can't hurry God. <laughs> so you just got to wait on it. Uh-huh. I said, well, God, you're taking too long now. I'm getting tired. I'm just getting yeah. tired. Tired. Well, I'm tired. Weary, God. Weary. I'm doing my part down here. What are you going to do your part? So I was about to give up hope. Mm. I was about to give up hope. And I got, I started to uh, get depressed again. I started sinking. Mm. I had my strength up. I felt like I was a mother. I had the, a mothering spirit. I was somebody's auntie. And they my babies too. But then over time, waiting on God, I got weary and I started to get tired and that longing started to get deeper and hard for me. And so um, I started sinking again in depression. And so we put it on the table. I said, you know, um, what do you think about adoption? What do you think about being a foster parent? Okay. Because 
for some reason with deep inside me, I needed mm. to have something to love mm. and to love me back unconditionally. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't getting it with the one I was with at the time. We was going through some bumps uh, in my marital relationships at that time, many, many years ago. And I needed something to love me back. I needed to give love and I needed to receive love um, to fill a void in me. And children, they bring joy, they bring un unconditional love, they bring so much light and happiness to you. That's what I needed at that time. That's what I felt I needed. Right or wrong, that's how I felt. So Well, I don't I don't feel like you're wrong. So there's something on the inside of you yes. that you didn't put there. Right. When people when, when God says He gives us our desires, it doesn't mean He manifests the desires that we have. It means He planted the desire in us. Yeah. He gave Absolutely. you that. Do you understand Absolutely. what I'm saying? People think I I got this desire in my heart, so God is gonna manifest that desire. No, God gives you that desire. He put that desire in your heart. So that's what you were feeling because He put that desire in you and you felt the longing. I did. And you wanted to. Like, God, you gave me this desire. When are you going to manifest Right, right. And it was fueling me. Mm -hmm. I believe that it was fueling me to keep pressing, keep believing, keep uh, keep looking forward. I believe that that desire, it was just so strong and so deep inside me that I don't think that a male at that time or the mm -hmm. husband I had could even understand mm -hmm. what it's like for a woman. Now, I do believe there's men who love and desire and want children. Yeah, so I, and, and that's, what I'm, that, that's what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing from you is the desire, a deep desire. to have the child. Right. And everybody doesn't have that desire. God didn't give everybody that desire. That's true. But he placed that desire in you. True. And it did not have to come naturally. Okay. So let me go back to that. It wasn't a desire to birth. Okay. I wanted a child to love. I just wanted a child. It could have been somebody else's child. could have been my child. It could have been a child that I'm a fostering or bring in, but I was that child mm. because my grandparents raised me. Mm. And um, my dad worked all the time. He was a long-distance truck driver. And so he asked his parents to take me in and raise me. And I think that may have been part of the reason why I wanted to do the same. Mm. I wanted to take in a child or have a child to love and give back the love and compassion that I received. And so it didn't have to be naturally. And I just had to have it. And I wanted it so bad. I was like, God, I'm not asking you for no money. I'm not asking you for a new house or a new car. Give me a child. Can I can, 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 can I help myself? <laughs> can, I, can, help yourself. can I help myself? Help yourself. Because you weren't asking God for anything. The desire was there. Mm -hmm. He gave you that desire. And you were saying, God, you gave me this desire. When are you going to do what you said you were going to do? When are you going to do what you said you was going to do? Because it's like God will show you glimpses or pictures of things that you know, that he wants for you. And then he puts that desire in you to say, this is yours. Like some people have a desire to have a, a business of their own. Some people have a desire to write a book. 
Some people have a desire to travel or have a mate or, or children. But like you said before, he put that desire in me. So I knew that he had to bring it to pass. Because God, why are you going to show me something that you won't give me? See? Now, wouldn't that be cruel? He is not a man. He's not a man that he should lie. Should lie. Don't lie to me. Don't play with me, God. Don't play with me like that. See, and that's the kind of God I serve now. Now, my my apostle would say, if he can't do it, why am I going to serve him? See? If, if he can't do it, then why serve him? Don't play, God. Don't what, play. Listen, if, 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 are you God or not? What you doing? Yes. And see, I believe, I truly believe that God is who he says he is. Yes. He can do. He can do. Let me straighten God up. can, can do. do whatever he says he will he do. He wants to do. Right. When? When he wants to. And how he wants to. Because he's sovereign. Y'all remember that? Yes. God. Showed it to my husband, and then I said, "Oh, I gotta go 
would do it again. So I didn't believe it the first time. I was like, could this be real? So I ran back in the bathroom and I took a second test. And, and we both just jumped up and down and celebrated. And I said, now I need to go see the doctor and take another test. <laughs> so I wanted to go and see uh, my fertility doctor at that time. And he was head of the department, Dr. Fritz. And shout out. Shout out to Dr. Fritz in Raleigh, North Carolina. And he, um, he we actually did urine and blood tests. And he actually done um, another test to tell me exactly how many weeks I was pregnant. It's been so many years, uh, I don't know exactly what that test was. I think it was some kind of ultrasound. So it was exciting and he told me, he says, you're gonna get uh, deliver in about, mm, you're about six weeks pregnant. You should be having a baby in May. And it was just like he said, and he said, this is, this is the, the kicker. He says, I'm glad I could do that for you. <laughs> and he just looked down in his, you know, in his, um, his pious manner and so proud of what he felt like he accomplished. And he says, I'm glad that, that I could do that for you because I worked in his department. And I was like, okay, but I know the truth. Uh -huh. God, you did it. Yeah. You know you did it. Who I did it. did it. God did it. Who did it? God did it. Now, did you go buy a onesie or did you buy anything right after like? No, I bought okay. Rachel something. <laughs> <laughs> I bought me some ice cream and some good food. So um, it was a good day. It was a great day to celebrate, to eat good. And I had joy. I felt like dancing. And when I announced, when we announced it in church, I shouted and praised God like I had never danced before. I remember that day vividly. You know how David danced out of his clothes? I had a new dance on that day. It was uh, it was just like monumental. It was a great day. Girl, I gave God the glory that day. I gave him some back praise. <laughs> 12 years. Give him what you owe him. Yes, 12 years of back praise. I was so happy because it felt like I had the victory. Like I had finally overcame this uh, spirit of doubt and unbelief. Like, what if he don't do it? Mm. You know what I mean? What if it don't happen? You know, mm. that's always in the back of your mind. And I have a sister today that's married and she adopted a child. And would you believe that child looks exactly like her and her husband? Mm. That was her baby. Yeah. And she never conceived naturally. She did conceive naturally, but they lost the baby. And maybe the next year they decided to adopt. But that baby that they adopted was a brand new newborn. Amazing. They look like they actually birthed her. Mm. God is so awesome. So it don't matter to me how he was going to do it. I just needed God to do what he said he was going to do. And, and then one day, God did it. <laughs> one day. Yeah. So I want to encourage anyone that's listening to this podcast that don't put God in a box. You know, don't... Try to have things exactly the way you want them. Just ask God what you want. It doesn't matter how he delivers the package as long as you get your package delivered. As long as it shows up, it manifests. 
So, you know, how we are about men or women, we want them to be a certain way. No one is perfect. I'm surely not perfect. So talk to me about that because I can't seem to get nobody. <laughs> I started because I started like, damn. God is able. God is able. <laughs> he can do it. You know, I think that um, I wanted God to do it when I wanted him to do it when I was 25. Yeah. So why can't I get pregnant at 25? Why is it not happening for me? It's happening for everybody else. Yeah. I didn't know of anybody that was having difficulties at the time. I didn't have nobody to talk to, nobody to share with. So I think that was what made my pain so painful. Mm. I didn't have nobody to relate to me. No community. Right. I didn't have nobody. No group. Nobody. It's such a silent um, Pain, infertility is it is because I'm 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 told you know it's it's a silent because nobody talks about it because it it makes for my understanding and what you just shared and and please correct me if I'm wrong because it seems embarrassing that you can't do something that everybody should be able to do is that right, right? and exactly I believe that. Pregnancy or childbirth or the reproductive system use of we're supposed to reproduce mm -hmm. We have a reproductive system. So that means our bodies are supposed to reproduce Yeah, uh, to bring forth The same kind just like in the Bible has that said every seed will bear fruit or bear its own seed like an apple if it dies it's, It has seeds in it. Mm -hmm. It still has a seed to reproduce after its kind and I'm like, God, I'm supposed to be re reproducing and being fruitful, like you said that we're supposed to. Yeah. So my, in the back of my mind, and other people would have this look on their face like, what's wrong with you? Mm. Some would say it, and some wouldn't say it, but they had this look on, this face, on their faces, or either they would say, so what's wrong? Because we are naturally supposed to reproduce. Mm -hmm. So... Um, I think it's I think it's an awesome thing to be able to give birth naturally, but in my case, I didn't have a vaginal delivery. I had a C-section, and I really didn't care how it happened. Mm. She could have came with her foot first, her arm first, her shoulder, <laughs> her head. I don't care how she did. Even if someone birthed her for me, like you yeah. said, surrogacy, it really didn't matter. I wanted a baby, and I think with even with relationships. I think that we are so particular mm -hmm. about how we want our mate to be that we get caught up in that. We get the focus is on that. Yeah. More so the focus of compatibility. Mm. You know, I think compatibility, what do we have? Okay, we're gonna shift and okay. we're gonna shift gears <laughs> and take I'm another, going somewhere. Take another praise break. A rose, a pearl, the most stunning of all God's creation. You are worth more than you could ever imagine. Worth more than the numbers on the scale, or the hair product you use, or the shoes you wear. More than how many girls wish they were you, or how many guys wish they had you. More than the price tags on your clothes, or the percentage at the top of your math test, or even the number of followers you have on Twitter. Your worth surpasses all earthly things because in the eyes of the Lord God, you are loved and you are worth dying for.
regardless. Okay, now we're back. Rachel wants to help me and figure out why I'm not married yet. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Rachel. Go. Now wait a minute. I don't have all the answers. <laughs> go, Rachel. And see. I think I need another break. <laughs> I think I need another break or a drink. About that. <laughs> okay, what you drinking, girl? Oh, let's I'm get drinking a- water. Oh, I was gonna say, let's get on my. I'm drinking water. Lord, I done uh-huh. and, 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 and bringing in alcohol. I'm talking about Beyonce on this good something like church podcast. I told you it was something like it, y'all. We're still on, we're still on planet Earth. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I yeah. have girl, listen. It's okay. I like, I, like a, I, yet. I like a cocktail every now and then. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, Help me. Why am I single, Rachel? I don't know exactly why you're single. However, um, I can um, share a little bit here and there about women's ministry. Go. You're so funny. I think that we should focus more on compatibility. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this okay. is my testimony. That's your testimony. Okay. Okay. So, she helping me, right? She done helped y'all. Now, I'm going to ask her to help me, right? So, who's compatible? Who do you think? Who would be comp- like, give me, like, you know me very well. You've known my ex-husband. You've known some of the men that I've dated. Okay, she knows me. Okay, who's compatible? <laughs> God knows. God knows. Um, I can't say who, but I can say You can't tell me who, but you can tell me wh- what kind of... You're talking about compatibility. Well, what I can say, I can only speak for myself. Okay, speak for you. What I can say is, when I was looking for a mate, okay, I needed me. somebody... Who was on the same page with me mentally, emotionally, and hopefully spiritually? I need to connect with their mind and with their um, physical chemistry, um, even physique. There's certain inner <laughs> elements that you does, does the physical. Does the physical. <laughs> Watch it now. <laughs> First of all, Rachel, you don't mind me saying that your husband is fine. Thank you. I think he's fine too. Girl, listen, Rachel got her a good husband. And I tell people, no, I tell people all the time, I want a man that everybody else wants to look at. Absolutely. And I would, I definitely want you to want my man because why would I not want somebody that somebody else wants? Now, you can want him, he ain't gonna want you, man. Jay Z, though. I don't don't want Jerry. I don't want Jerry. No, no, I said Jay Z. I don't want Jay Z. It's, it, it's just got to be someone that you, okay? But no, but somebody do. Somebody does. That's what I'm saying. Like you, right. don't, you don't want somebody that nobody wants. Right. Like you don't want somebody walking around here and people be like, I don't even know why he get, I don't even know why she with him. Like you don't want that. No, but I think there is someone out there that you just click with. It's somebody that you just flow with. Somebody who picks up your spirit and that you laugh with. And then you have either similar upbringings. It's someone that you vibe with. You know what I mean? Somebody you love spending time with. Someone that you say, oh, he looks good, but that's my friend. A lot of times, that could be the one. Like, I had met him 22 years ago. And we had a connection. This is current husband. Current This is not baby daddy. No, this is current husband. My ex-husband, that door's shut. The chapter's closed. We're on a new book. We're on new husband. And we on good hoods. Right. Not that we, you know, we on good. Yeah. And you all have been married how long? Seven years. Seven years. I remember that uh, wedding. Mm-hmm. Beautiful wedding. Thank you. And uh, go ahead. 
the thing that I love about Jerry is we are like two shoes, two old shoes. We just fit. We're comfortable with each other. I can walk with him all day long and not miss a step. Wherever he is, that's where I want to be. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? We just, Woo! you know, not every shoe feels comfortable, but I'm comfortable with him. And he understands me because we talk, we talk one time for eight hours. It's that guy that you can talk to for hours and hours. It's that guy who looks good, smells good. Uh, it's that guy whom you laugh with or he understands what you're trying to say. You know, it's that guy who, um, he's just, he's just, just right. Remember that movie back in the day, Just Right? Yeah. With Common and Queen Latifah. I love that movie because it says so much of what we're looking for. It's not always the visual, it's that inner person that you can't see. But you got to spend time with that person. And then you know, you know that you know that you know that this is the one I want to be with. Hmm. You feel me? Yeah. Girl, come on now. You know what I'm talking about. Do I? Yes, you do. And a lot of times that person is right up under your nose. Mm -hmm. It's the person you interact with quite a bit. And you're like, mm-mm. You're thinking in your mind, mm-mm, it came to him. But it is. That's the woman. And that's the one that God keeps putting in your path. And that's the one that you ran across, but you can't get him out your mind. He's in the back of your mind. We need to bring that guy to the forefront. Because well, well, I guess I need to meet him. Where he at? You've already met him. I'm sure you have met him. You think I've met somebody that I'm supposed to be with? Probably. It's a good chance. I mean, we might have bet on that one. We might have to bet on that. I might call his name. I might call him on the podcast. Call his name. Call his podcast. No, call his name. No, call his name. No, call his name. I want to know what you're thinking. Call his name. We'll beep it out. We'll beep it out. We will beep it out. Oh, It's probably Oh. You know, my husband, he's not the type of shouting dance. He's not the type of speaking tongues and all that stuff. He's not that type of guy, but he loves God. He loves God's word, and he, he is, he's what I need. I don't need a preacher. I don't need a bishop. I need a good man. Okay, um, I can unequivocally, how, how do you say unequivocally? Unequivocally. The first one. Unequivocally, unequivocally. Uh -huh. um, tell you that it is not that person. Okay. Um, it's something. But you can, but you know that that person loves me. Yeah. You see that that person really loves me. I, from what I've seen and the years that you've talked about him and him being in your life, there's a strong connection there. It is. And it could be friendship. I could be wrong. It could be just a solid friend. It is a solid friend. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> not husband, but it's something. Yeah, it ain't. And oftentimes, I ain't married that Negro. <laughs> Right. This is not going what I thought it was going to go. 
God can always do a new thing. You know, Jerry uh, was somebody from my past yeah. many, many moons ago that I didn't get the opportunity to get to know. But we always had this this energy, this connection. I like the word energy. What it was about him, I never forgot him. I had, I said, out of all the guys that I could date, I want to date him. I said, I don't know if I want to get married again, mm. but I want to go out with him. And when I did, it it never ended. Oh wow! It's a beautiful story. I love to, you know, I love to talk about uh, our relationship. It's not perfect because you know my husband can be a little sloppy, but <laughs> so but I don't mind cleaning up, picking up. I don't mind doing anything for him. Okay, because that's whoever I marry is gonna have to understand I'm not domestic. <laughs> you know, domesticated. So you're not gonna be his domestic partner. No, <laughs> like the Spanish my domestic part. Mm, no. That means she cooks and cleans y'all no. <laughs> and do all the other stuff. Well, not just the Spanish community, oh, but yeah. it's air, you know, there are people who just feel like that. I'm not, I'm, no. <laughs> but it's okay. As long as you have an understanding this is what I do, this is what you do. You might be the one that manages the finances. I don't want to do none of that. Or you might be the one that does all the planning and the plans. Sonia, what do you want to do? I just, I just, what do you want to do? What is your part? This, if it's going to be a partnership, what is your part? I just, I mean, whatever he asks me to do, I'm tired of thinking. I'm tired of taking care of business and things. I've been single so long and I've been carrying the burdens of life and making decisions and hard decisions right. for myself and for my family for so long. And God did not intend that. Right. That, uh, now, I, I don't care what you think about gender roles and what you're saying about this and that. that I, as for me and my house, I know God did not intend for me to carry those burdens for myself. So I am tired of figuring out my money. I'm tired of figuring out where am I going to live or what am I going to do or like where am I going to work? Like how is this going to happen? Like I don't want to think about any of that. I don't want to. I don't want to worry about any of that. I want to have to figure any of that out. And that's real. And you are not the only sister that I've heard make the same exact statement. You know, it's... It's a true statement for, I believe, for many women. And like myself, I remember a season when I was single again. Mm -hmm. And I had all the responsibilities on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. And it was heavy. It was stressful. And I was tired. <laughs> I was tired. I think that was the time in my life when I experienced uh, a great deal of stress. Yeah. Not because I couldn't handle it. It was just a lot of responsibilities. So... I feel you. I mean, I've been in there. I've been in that position, and I have another girlfriend and several other women who echoed that same message. They said, "I want a man who can just take care of these things." Now, and I don't, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be taken care of, mind you, because I can do that by myself. And you're doing it. I'm, I'm fine with that. And you're doing it. I'm doing a good job. It, but if I'm going to be married. I don't want to have to worry about. I don't. I don't need to know how much money you have. Right. I couldn't care less. Long the lights is on, and I'm driving, and I got something to eat. I don't. Right. I don't need. I'm too old. Like I'm not trying to build something with someone right, right. at this point. This person should already have it. So whatever you're doing, I don't care if you're living in a matchbox. Wherever you live in, I'm moving in. I don't really care. Wait, wait, wait no. what you have? Do you understand what I'm right. saying? You keep doing whatever you was doing. You keep doing that. <laughs> 
You don't want to live no magic. I'm just saying. I'm not. I feel no. <laughs> I feel you. I don't have to. I'm not a, like a materialistic person. I think you know me enough yeah. to know that. And I don't care. I, I, please think I'm broke. Please think I don't have anything. I, I don't care what you think about me. I okay. I'm, I don't care what you think I'm what what I'm driving. I'm not gonna go broke trying to impress you to think right. I have something. I'm not trying and to go not. broke trying to think that you. Yes, I'm shopping down to the Goodwill. People think, oh, Sonia, you have some at Goodwill. <laughs> and Goodwill, Goodwill is good. I don't really it's, care. It's good at the Goodwill. I don't care where you think I should be living. Right. I'm not gonna be. Out here trying to impress people. So I said all that to say. You said all that to say. It doesn't matter what he has as long as he can take care of himself. Because if he can take care of himself, he can take care of me. I'm going to just slide on in there real easy. Right. And you're going to flow together. I hope so. Yeah. I it's mean, possible. All things are possible know, to those who believe. You know? I don't know, girl. I just believe. So I so where you were with your where you were with your fertility right. is where I am with wanting to somebody to be in my life what god has shown me um you know and so i'm like well dang I, and one thing about me is i self-sabotage um i think we all have the potential to do that at, at times but i just want to focus let's focus on the positive okay it's possible everything that we want in life i believe is possible mm -hmm. because god can make it a reality yeah. I just do. And I don't want to seem like I live in a comic world. Right. But I just believe. I've seen God do so many different miracles and wonderful things. And I think that if we can train this mind mm -hmm. to believe for the supernatural, to believe for the impossible, to believe for all these wonderful things, that it can really happen. And like, like you said, I think the biggest enemy is enemy sometimes like you say mm. when we self-sabotage with our lips and saying certain things to cancel things but we just gotta keep hope keep the faith and, and believe God against all others it's gonna happen you know just like you gotta say to yourself it's gonna happen for me it happened for her it happened for her it happened for him it's gonna happen for me and, and, and here's the thing God, like, when I decided that I wanted to be married again, because I've been dating or whatever, but when I decided I wanted to be married again, that changed. It changed the game, didn't it? The difference because I didn't say I wanted to be married again. Here again, uh -huh. I didn't put that desire in myself to be married again because I would rather be by myself. Who put it there then? God put it there. God because gave he wants you to be married. Yes, he does. Okay. This is what There's I'm saying to you. For that. That's what I'm saying to you. He gives us that desire. I, he's not going to manifest the desire. I don't want to be married, and so God is going to give me a husband. No, he gave me the desire to have a husband. That's good. That's good. And so I don't know who he is, um, but I'm tired. But you're going to know. You're going to know. Mm -hmm. you, you're just going to click with it. You know how like we have girlfriends or guy friends and mm -hmm. you just click once you get to know each other and stuff. So, oh, this person is cool. I like this person. I believe you're going to know. Just like you know, for example, like a dog. If you're in a, when you go looking at dogs and with future, a dog. Dear future husband, he's <laughs> comparing you. She is comparing you to oh the pet store. Oh, stay, with me, stay with me. That's
they say that dog picks their owners. They picks their parents. So if you're in a pet store and you're looking at different pets and they have some they put down on the floor and say, I like Labradors. The one that comes to you and cuddles with you and, and connects with you, you're going to know it. I think you're just going to know it. Just like with your baby. You, you know your baby in uh, a room full of children. You know the one that belongs to you. So I do believe that with our mate. And it's so cool. Do you remember that movie back in the day, uh, Twilight? Yes. So remember the wolf, pack wolves and the vampires, they call each other their mate. Yeah. And sometimes when I'm talking to my husband, I say, you're my mate. You know, and it's, I don't mean to be animalistic, but what I'm saying is, he's mine. This person belongs to me. We Girl, connect. When I tell you, it's so funny that you should say that. <laughs> But I'm territorial. Like, okay. do not get too close to my man okay. because I this this lioness will bite your okay. head. Don't don't just it's don't. Like it is, and I need to work on that because I be making my presence felt. Oh my god! But I need stop. Yeah, I'm not jealous. God knows I'm not a jealous. Territorial. But I'm very territorial. It's it's it's, it's, it's a thin line between territorial and jealousy, but it's not jealous. It's just like oh my god. Uh, Step them toes back over that line. Right. I think. I think. We all, <laughs> we all do that. I feel you know. It's funny. It, it is funny because I feel very animalistic when I when I think of myself in that way. I, I feel very yeah, animalistic. I think that, that's another nature inside of us that rises up, like you said, the lioness, and and that's where I am with my husband. If you let somebody stand up in his face for a minute. I'm gonna get upset, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna come and defend what belongs to me. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> I, you know what? I'm wondering what I, I, I mean, you know when a line is being crossed, right? Absolutely. You know when somebody is being mm -hmm. inappropriate. You know it. You know, and you'll know when there is a connection. And sometimes we don't listen to the signals that God gives us. Sometimes we don't open up our eyes to see that something in that person's eyes that's telling you, I like you, or I'm interested in you. And there's so much game out here. That's the problem. There's so much game out here that it's hard to know someone's being real. But when you meet face to face, you'll know. You just know. I know when he is close to me. I know when, when he walks up to me. I know it because he's mine and I'm his. And it's the same way it is in relationship with the right person. I think we're relating to so many different people. It's hard to distinguish what's real, but you'll know it. You know it. You'll know it. Am I going to do like you and be like, have all the signs and deny it? Like you did with Chicago. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Because I feel like maybe, yeah. I think it's the human nature in us. But um, I believe that God wants to give us the desires of our heart. If I could say that's the last thing I would uh, send a message out to anyone. God wants to give us the desires of our heart. And I think that if we put him first and let him lead us, I think he'll bring all our desires to pass. Because why wouldn't, if you're working for somebody, why wouldn't they pay you? 
Why wouldn't they reward you? Why wouldn't they give That's you good, a bonus? Why wouldn't they give you a bonus? You know what I'm saying? Okay, give me give me my, my due. You know, bless me. You know, mm. just like Jabez says, bless me, Lord. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. Yes. Come on through, Jesus. Why are you blessing others? Come see about me. You know? Because I'm tired and I'm on help. And this I, I can't do it, God. I just be like, God, listen. What? What we talking about here in these streets, Jesus? In another chapter, another day, another time, some parts of us is just not saved. Some parts of us don't, don't want to do right. You know, you can get Miss Kitty to get saved. You show up saved. And because our mind is telling us one thing, our heart is saying another, and then our body Sometimes you just don't want to act right. Yeah. You know, getting your whole self in one accord, like uh, like that's a lot of ask us to to be whole and, and be blameless, spirit, soul, and body. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I know the word. I know it cuts a little bit today, but Same. I got hey, body. What I'm saying is, our mind is saying, God, this is what I want. My heart is saying, God, this is what I desire. This is what I really need. Yeah. My body, my mind, and my heart is saying, this is what I need. My mind said, this is what I want. But my heart is saying, God, this is what you put in my heart. And so this is what I desire. Yeah. My body said, I want this right now. Yeah. <laughs> hot, and, hot and ready. Yeah. And so when we get our whole self on one accord and just yeah. get in straight, solid faith, it's like powerful. It's powerful. You can produce anything you want in life. And uh, my daughter, she read that book about the secret. Yeah, you can manifest what you want. Yeah, I I, I believe in the secret. Oh yeah, but it's a spiritual principle. It's a law of attraction. It's a law of attraction. She said, "Mama, don't you know about?" She said, "Mama, don't you know about the law of attraction?" She's sixteen now. Like like she's been living longer than her mother. Mama, don't you know about the law of attraction? I can manifest what I want. And I said, "Well, you be careful what you manifesting over there." Some things, like you said, it's a thin line between yeah, 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 the yeah. hocus pocus and the real. I feel you. Um, but what I'm saying is we can manifest if we believe. You know, yeah. All things are possible to those who believe. So I think I just kept my focus, my faith in one direction. And I was relentless. Not giving myself the credit. But I just knew. I knew that God, you put this desire in my heart. You showed me what you showed me. I know that you're going to give this to me. So if I have to wait the rest of my life. Jesus, I ain't waiting that long. If I have to wait, I'm going to wait on it. I got sad. I got depressed. I cried. I was angry. I was embarrassed. I was going through all these different emotions. But at the end of the day, at the end of the rainbow, I'm looking for what God promised me. So it, And so here's the thing. Here's the thing, uh, and, 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 and praise God for that. I feel like I'm preached. She did. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you, we're, we're going to pass that around the oh, Lord. We're gonna come, we've come to the part of the podcast where anybody can participate. Yes. Cash out um, songbird. My God, if this blessed you. If this blessed you, dollar sign what? Songbird. Our songbird. 0773. There you go. But anyways, to God be the glory. I just know that yeah. all things are possible. But so, but when you start talking about marriage, it takes two people. It does. The other person has to. <laughs> You're right. And so that change, <laughs> that changes the whole dynamic on yeah, everything. It's people. Balance. It's people who are like, "Girl, marry me," and I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And it's people that I might marry me and they like, nah. Mm. And then it's never been. That's how you take it down yes. to the Lord in prayer. Yeah. But it's it's a lot of offers out there. But you we should want what God wants, right? We yeah. should want what He wants. He knows what's best with us, for us. Y'all, I'm gonna come back one day with a testimony. You gotta testify. I'm gonna bring your testimony. I'm gonna bring my own Dorinda Clark. Bring your testimony. Rachel rated 12 years, over 12 years, and God did it for her. One day, one day, God did it. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> I know he did, because uh -huh. I got the receipt. Uh-huh. And tell what I said to call me. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> tell your receipt I said hello. <laughs> All right. Oh my but, but thank you for joining us today on... The Something Like Church podcast. We we had a great discussion today. Yes, this, is, this has been good. So you've given your final words. Do you have anything else that you want to share? Any last minute um, things you want to share? Nothing? Are you good? Well, I would say that I know that God is not through with me yet. Mm -hmm. uh, working on some other projects and doing um, some new endeavors. And this will not be the last time you hear from me. Yes. And I'm excited about my future. I'm excited about God. And um, in return, I want to continue to give God the glory for the things he's done in my life. And if I could testify, sing a song, pray a prayer, lead someone to Christ, that's what I want to do because the rest of my life, I want to give God the glory. Come on. I want Jesus to be famous. It's not about me. I want to give him the praise because he has uh, super exceeded my, uh, my hopes, my dreams. I mean, I'm not... I'm not Beyonce, I'm not wealthy or rich, but I'm comfortable and I'm happy and I'm satisfied with Jesus. And so I'm pursuing you. You got a good man. Yes, I got a wonderful, wonderful husband. A good daughter. I'm thankful for. And, and um, a dog named Barbara. And a dog named Bailey. Oh, his name is Bailey. So, I mean, I have a good job. God's been good to me. So I want to give him the glory in all that I say and do. And I want to encourage people that if you are believing God for anything, God says um, that whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. God wants to do it. God wants to show his power, his glory, his goodness mm -hmm. to all those who believe. Now, you can't ask for somebody else's man. You can't ask for, you won't ask God to go in there and rob a bank. But don't ask for nothing foolish, but ask him in faith. Trust him and believe him and don't let go until he bless you. He'll take pain away. God can provide for you uh -huh. each and every day. Sing, Rachel. Just lift your hands and say, God, I need you. I need you right away. God wants to heal you. Yes, everywhere. Everywhere you hurt. Sing, Rachel. Everywhere. 
He'll take the pain away. God will. Mm-hmm. God can and God will. I needed it. God will. He'll, he'll provide for me each and every day. That's Just right. lift up my hands and say, Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you right away. And bring me that man, too, while you're coming. Hey, this is just the rehearsal. When we get to heaven, y'all, we're going to rehearse.